Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> Welcome to October. What's up, everyone? My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning. That was a lot. I'm excited. It's October. It's creepy, spooky season. <laughs> Halloween is here. Yes. Your month. Your month, hey? <laughs> yes, it is. Sorry. I love it. Yeah, you do. Wow. Good wow. morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Ben is wide awake and I'm just waking up. <laughs> Definitely. I just realized I'm like exhaling into my mic. So I got to like change that position a bit. Yeah. Well, welcome, That's everyone. Better. Hello. Hello. So hopefully you guys are all doing good. We've got some bombs we're dropping on you today. We lots of times have big bombs to we, drop. Yes, we apparently do. And we're not just like chatty, chatty this morning because we are recording in a morning this time, mm-hmm. not evening. Uh, Look at us go. We legit have some shit we got to drop for you guys. Okay. I'm going to drop the first one. Let's do it. Let's hear it. Okay. Ready? Yes. So for Halloween, because I should actually be letting you announce this since you're like Halloween pumped. Oh, we're, but we're doing we're good. We're, good. You we're doing this. a week of Halloween. Halloween week. Halloween, if you so will. So <laughs> literally from October 25th to 31st, there will be we'll be dropping a podcast of sorts every single day. Every single day. You guys are gonna get something from us. It's not gonna be like a an episode that we always drop. Yeah, it could be, be little, like just little scary tales or something one day or whatever. Yeah. Um, it could be half an hour, could be full hours. We'll see. But uh, you'll get something every day for the entire week of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And of course, the days leading up to Halloween, we're going to be doing some a little bit more Halloween appropriate themed podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I know. I think I have one plan for sure, but I have to kind of research some more spooky tales some more spooky tales mm-hmm. well today we got a good spooky tale mm-hmm. that's for sure um but we're dropping one other thing we are you go ahead i i'm blanking on it. what was it again oh my goodness are you serious oh right no i got it i got it sorry <laughs> my bad okay maybe you aren't awake <laughs> um we officially have our patreon mm-hmm. live um you guys have been bugging us like about patreon and merch and lots of that stuff merch is still coming come down the pipe that's probably gonna be next month um, but our Patreon is live where you can go sign up. You can help support us and you can get all sorts of kind of benefits. Little bonuses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one bonus that isn't in effect yet, um, is ad free episodes because currently all our episodes are ad free, but we will be implementing ads by the end of this month, I think around there. Mm-hmm. So that bonus will be kicking in very soon. And of course there's another bonus like behind the scenes content, which is going to be epic. And extra episodes. Mm-hmm. And this month. Including. Everyone's been bugging us a lot for this one. And I'm totally hyped <laughs> oh to do it. Oh my goodness. We are doing the first ever extra episode on over on Patreon only. It's going to be Drunk, Wicked, and Grim. Yeah, you have to pay extra for that shit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Speaking of Drunk, Wicked, and Grim. I'm doing Sober October this month, with the exception of recording Drunk, Wicked, and Grim yeah, for Patreon. Yeah, with one exception. Yeah, uh, because so you had that plan for eons. I did have that plan for a while. Mm-hmm. And then about, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, I was like, I should just do Sober October. Is yeah. Sober October a thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is yeah. that like a month where actually, because I've heard it more so for January, not October. So. No, it's, well, Sober October because it rhymes. But, oh, okay. But yeah, Sober October is a thing. People, I think, do it for January because they like drank a little bit too much over the holidays yeah, or something exactly right? so um, 
but yeah, no, this is a, a thing. I, I do know, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Rogan does Sober October because he's like a, a big weed fanatic. Oh, okay. So oh, he, he does it from for alcohol and weed or just alcohol? Uh, I think weed is his bigger vice, so he cuts oh, okay. out weed, but I'm sure oh, okay. he cuts out booze too. Hmm. But it's just sobriety in, in general because we, yeah. we definitely like to indulge. I think we sound like we drink a lot more than we do. Yeah. Like right now, <laughs> I'm just drinking tea. I Okay. I actually, I think you drink a little bit more than me. I do. But I do. Lots of times I'll have a, like a beverage in the evening or whatever, but definitely not every evening. I probably have a drink every evening. Get home from work, crack a beer, but that beer will last me the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, recording a podcast, got to crack a beer. Well, yeah, especially like, I don't know, it's just because it's our chill time. We don't get yeah. a lot of chill time. So especially when the other person's presenting, then the person, uh, me today listening, I'm like, I'm going to crack a drink and just enjoy this. Yeah. So that's so. that's generally how it works. But we do not condone alcoholism or substance no. abuse. So that's why I am doing Sober October this Good month. Good for you, Ben feel good about it although i wanted to drink the other day and i couldn't so. yeah there's been a few times where you're like oh or we were at a restaurant and they had a special <laughs> and you're like i could go for that yeah. but nope doesn't mean i can't have a drink still with the podcast mm-hmm. just not alcohol well yeah i have coffee today so that's great yeah and maybe next time it'll be delicious chocolate milk Ooh. something to help me relax yeah okay but those are the bombs you guys so head over to our Patreon. We will put a link down in the below uh, the description of this podcast so you can go check it out if you want and sign up and we'd appreciate your support. For now, though, after that, we are going to dive into today's case. Yes. Are you ready? There's some excitement for today's case. I'm into it. Um, this is a crazy one. Like crazy. Okay. And I actually don't know anything about you it. You know nothing about I this case? I don't know anything. I don't, well, okay. May, maybe I've heard it, but I, the name of nothing rings a bell. Do you even know who Slenderman no. is? Like I don't, which is I know bad. Really? Don't judge me. Okay. Well, then I wrote, <laughs> I wrote this um, podcast pretty good because I don't explain who Slenderman is oh, until much later on. Uh, so for those who don't do know Slenderman in this case, buckle up because we're going to go on that crazy ride. And for you, Nicole, you're definitely going to want to buckle up a little extra. Okay, I'll <sighs> buckle up my beanbag chair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is. The Slenderman Stabbing of 2014. Now, I did find this little bit of a quote of uh, a description of Slenderman, and I'm going to start us off with this here. Okay. So Slenderman is scary not because of what you know about him, but because of what you don't know. Oh. Okay. Okay. With that being said, let's get into this. So the story takes place. I just realized I did not look up how to pronounce the name of this. <laughs> I've been writing it. I'm like, I got to look up how to pronounce this. I never did look it up. Give me one sec. I'm going to pause this and I'm going to YouTube it so I can actually okay. pronounce it. Good work. Okay. I got it. You got it. It takes place in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay. I, I, I was pretty sure that's how you say it, but I just want to double check. Right you know? on. I like that. Good for you. Mm-hmm trying to we're, we're trying trying to <laughs> we, okay. try yeah this is actually an example that we actually try <laughs> we do we, we try and we try and sometimes a lot of the times we fail but yeah yeah okay so it takes place in Waukesha, wisconsin and it's described as a political <laughs> a politically conservative and fairly bleak place by a lot of people okay um despite its spot on a few quote-unquote best places to live lists hmm. so um, the downtown is marked by endless passing freight trains um, and a biker bar or two. Um, there isn't like a lot really in the town, it seems like, um, especially for kids. There's not really a lot for them to do unless they like play sports and go outside. And a lot of them do. So, so Is they, it a relatively small town or no? Um, I think so. I didn't look up the population. Okay. We, we could take another break and I could look it up. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the kids basically tend to gather outside in like park areas, rec areas and that sort of thing. And, there's not really many places for them to, to hang out. Okay. So um, so we have Peyton Lutner, who is 12 years old. Uh, she had gone by the name Bella since about the first, first grade. Uh, we are going to go by her given name, Peyton. I love that name, actually. So do I. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made the choice of calling her Peyton like after I wrote all this. So I went through and renamed rewrote it as Peyton. So okay. I'm, I may have Bella once or twice. And if I say Bella, my apologies. That I means just, Peyton. That means Peyton. Um, though I'm pretty sure I got it. But. Okay. Um, so she'd gone by the name Bella since about the first grade. We'll call her Peyton. Um, Morgan Geyser um, had been Peyton's best friend since about the fourth grade. So these two are like two peas in a pod. 
Awesome. Uh, both girls had similar interests growing up, uh, and they grew into their lives side by side. They loved cats, playing dress up. They would frequently dress up as cats at home and school. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Peyton actually even drew whiskers on the back of her hand lots um, in admiration of the animals that she loves so much. Oh, my goodness. Uh, That's so, yeah. so cute. Just a little bit of that, like, purity for you mm -hmm. today. Okay. Is that going to – am I going to hate to know that at one point? Um, There's a little fact about that, but it's not a hate to know. it. it it's it's a heartwarming fact about that. Okay. But um, you're definitely going to – it's going to go downhill from here about this case. Sweet. Uh, Morgan was obsessed with Harry Potter. Uh, her and Peyton would occasionally run through the school grounds, imagining Vold Voldemort was ch chasing them. I can't talk today. I need more coffee. <laughs> it is the morning. It is. <sighs> That's better. Okay. Um, both girls had a very active imagination, uh, but Morgan in particular would come up with many situations and characters to live through and pretend and play. Um, Peyton was quite social and had a reputation as a people pleaser. Okay. Regardless, these were not the most popular girls in, in their middle school, which was Horning Middle School. Uh, they were, in fact, referred to by one of the parents, actually, as uh, misfits and not girly girls. So, okay. So, What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong hey, with that, Hey, you don't I have guess. to be a girly girl? No, nothing's wrong with that. And maybe it's because that they were just like... But they weren't bad-behaved kids, were they? By the sounds of it. No. Okay. No, they were just... Free they, spirits and yeah, they, they were their own people. Beat to their own drum or whatever. Yeah, they walked yeah. to the beat of their own drum. Yeah. And it could be just like their imagining, imagination, like they were so imaginative or uh, some described them as maybe a little bit immature, uh, mm. but they were not interested in like boys or bands or trying out for what was like a really popular thing to do, uh, try out for the local dance team. Okay. So, but that honestly, that imagination will take them further in life, I feel like. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's me. Mm -hmm. I have a huge imagination. You do. <laughs> I even have a toy lightsaber, a replica lightsaber. I should clarify that. Replica lightsaber that you will find me spinning around lots and mm -hmm. pretending I am a Jedi or Sith because it's awesome. I don't think you can do that in the tiny home, though. You, no. You would definitely wreck something. But now I have a wide forest out front of me I can frolic in. <laughs> That's going to happen one of these oh days. Oh, my gosh. You're going to look outside and it'll be dark and it'll just be me running through yeah, the trees. Yeah, probably in your lightsaber. underwear or something. Most likely. <laughs> oh, this is this is the life. Yeah, this is this our is life. This is what you chose. <laughs> so Morgan and Peyton continue to be best friends uh, and mostly only having each other. Uh, when in 2014, they made it to the sixth grade. Uh, they talked on the phone every night about their days in school uh, and all their imagination things that they had going on through the day and what they had to share together. Uh, this year, though, things began to change a little bit. Morgan had made a new friend named Anissa Weir. Now, Anissa um, actually lived in the same housing complex as Morgan as well, called Sunset Apartments on oh, Big okay. Bend Road. Um, and she even rode the same bus every day. Um, Anissa and Peyton knew each other, but Morgan was like the friend they had in common sort of thing. Okay. So if you were to ask um, both Anissa and Peyton, they would both say that like Morgan is their best friend. So, okay. So it okay. is, a, it's, it became this group of three girls, but Morgan was the tie between the two. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So all three girls were in their first year at middle school. Anissa and Morgan were socially isolated by this time in their life. Uh, they were kind of loners, but friends with each other sort of thing. And again, friends with Peyton. Mm -hmm. uh, Peyton was much more open and she was considered to be a bit more of a social butterfly. Oh, okay. So, uh, Morgan even acknowledged that Bella's role in her life was literally her social lifeline. And there's a quote here from Morgan. Uh, she was my only friend for a long time. Aww. So, uh, but this year she had Anissa, of mm -hmm. course, the new, the new friend. Uh, now, Anissa, like I said, was socially isolated as well, but she looked out for Morgan because Morgan was quite often uh, a target for being picked on. I don't know how in depth it was, if it was like full on bullying or consistent bullying but there was definitely situations of her like being made fun of or poked fun mm -hmm. a little bit here and there um and nisa would actually stand up for her she oh, would like good. make sure it stops sort of thing well um, that is the age that i feel like a lot of bullying happens too yeah and there was one incident where she actually i'm assuming it's like in the arm because it doesn't say but anisa even like punched a boy and made him cry after he was making fun of Morgan. Good. So good for her. She's yeah. a bit more of that badass on the end there. I love that. 
Stick up for yourself. Right. And your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to do that. Got to got to do the right thing. And also don't be a dick. Yeah, don't, don't be bully a bully. People. That's just not cool. We don't like bullies. No, they can fuck off. No kidding. Like, what's the point of that? There's just no point. Yeah. No kidding. So Morgan's birthday was on May 16th and Morgan was turning 12. Uh, and on Friday, May 30th of 2014, she had a birthday sleepover with her two closest friends. And together, the three girls attended the sleepover at Morgan's house. Nice. So it was, it was a good old jolly time. As any girl sleepover, I'm imagining that they're in nighties and pillow fights because that's oh all girls gosh. ever do. And of course, talk about boys on the phone. Yeah, right? that's exactly what we do. That's what happens? Yeah. I'm sure of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, one thing about the town they do live in, uh, there there is a skate land. At least that's what it's called. Like skate park? Uh, it's an indoor roller rink. Oh, okay. So... Uh, it's especially popular on Friday nights, apparently. Uh, so it's like picturesque. Like picture this. Uh, there's like a DJ who plays like the top hits. Um, there's a constellation of like bright glowing disco ball lights on the floor. Everyone's rollerblading around the roller rink, that sort of thing. Okay. That does sound really fun, except yeah. for that I don't like skate or like I can't do that. <laughs> you can't roller skate or roller, roller skate or skate. No, yeah. I can just... roller blade. I've never tried roller skates. I don't think that's actually where you have the four. Wheels? Yeah, yeah, the tandem. Yeah, that might yeah. be a bit better than just roller skating, I feel like. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it'd be harder. Who knows? Who knows? People who've tried both, they know. Yeah, tell us what's easier. <laughs> maybe we'll try one of them. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so as part of Morgan's birthday, the three girls headed around there, headed over there, sorry, around dinner time. Uh, Morgan's father, Matt, took the girls there and he kind of played their chaperone for the evening. They had a good time and they left the rink at about 9.30 when Morgan said she wanted to leave. Okay. So back at Morgan's house, the girls continued their good time. They goofed away their evening, giggling and passing the time on their laptops until eventually they settled down together and went to bed. I definitely didn't have a laptop at my. I know, right? <laughs> at my slumber parties in 2014, too. Like, oh, I mean, well, because my I would have been a lot younger. I don't even think there was laptops when I would have had. That's, that's about the yeah. track I was about to get on. Okay. I was like in 2014, though, like it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's totally us, different. It was like. Now they would be tab. They'd have their tablets. What's a tablets laptop? and phones and laptops and computer and PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. And... Okay. Okay. I do want to ask. Do you have any idea where this case is going so far? Any clue whatsoever? I don't know. I feel like something bad's going to happen to these girls. You think something bad's going to happen to the girls? Yes, that's the only thing I can think of. Okay. That's the only place my head's going. Okay. Um, you are going to hate this story, just an FYI. Oh, so wow. The, <laughs> yeah, so the next morning, uh, the girls woke up and they were having a good morning. Uh, one of them decided it was a fucking great idea for whatever reason to crush up granola bars and stick them into Silly Putty and then fling it to the roof. Okay. So that's the kind of sleepover they were having. They were just having a good old grand time doing That sounds weird like things. so random. <laughs> right? <laughs> um. And then they dress, they play dress up and pretend like basically cosplay is basically what they were doing. Mm -hmm. um, each of them were acting out their own character that they looked up towards and, or imagined up. Uh, Morgan was Data from Star Trek or Data, whichever way you want to say it. I'm not a Star Trek fan. I okay. do know the character, but mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it's Data, how people mostly say it. Um, so she was Data from Star Trek Next Generation. Um, Peyton was a, a princess in a pink dress. Oh, fun. Um, and Anissa was a character of her own creation called a prostitroll. Oh. Which is quite inappropriate. And that's an interesting. Morgan even commented later that that's quite the uh, quite the character. That, yeah, that is. <laughs> a prostitroll, Jesus. Wow, okay. Um, so after all that, they ended up having a nice breakfast of donuts and strawberries, which is a dope as fuck breakfast. <laughs> I know what I want for breakfast on my next birthday. No kidding. Where do they get the donuts from? Hey, I'm, were they homemade or just bought? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure their parents are like, here's wow. a here's a sick birthday. Well, yeah, birthday they made her breakfast. birthday pretty sweet. It right? sounds like a sweet birthday. It does. Like, can I have this for my birthday in a couple can weeks? Can we just have donuts and strawberries like every breakfast? <laughs> I actually want to try to make donuts. I feel like that'd be super fun. Do it. Yeah. You still owe me a cheesecake. I know, but I have to make cheesecake next. I love cheesecake. You do. So much. You really do. I really, really do. Okay. So after eating what I describe as the breakfast of champions, <laughs> all three girls headed outside and set off to a local park called Davies Park. 
Uh, the park is a green, grassy field about the size of a city block. And on the way there, Peyton was walking ahead of Morgan and Nyssa um, as the two of those girls kind of lagged a little bit behind her. It was in this moment when Peyton had her back turned to Morgan. Morgan pulled up the side of her black plaid jacket and showed Anissa what she had taken from the kitchen. A long, thin kitchen knife, the kind you would use to cut up vegetables or like a steak. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And Anissa said this. I thought, dear God, this is really happening. Okay. It was then and there. All the months of their planning and fantasizing had come what? down to this day. Oh, no. <gasps> really? I'm just going to let you soak this in for a moment. Well, how old are these kids? Sorry. 12. Okay. <laughs> ah. You're just looking at me and I, like, I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> ah, apparently ah. that's what you say. Ah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, maybe it's not going to happen what I think. No. Maybe they're gonna they're gonna do something bad to someone else. <laughs> Once at the park, they stopped at some public restrooms at the northeastern edge of the park, and it was inside that Anissa and Morgan attacked Peyton. Oh, great! Morgan lunged at Peyton and tried to restrain her, and Why? Anissa kind of half-assed pushed Bella's head against the brick wall. But in this moment, things fell apart a little bit. Morgan fell apart a little more specifically. Well, yeah, this is like her best friend, I thought. Yeah. She let go of Peyton and began frantically pacing and singing inside the public bathroom. Okay. So, she, okay. So she has something going on here. Anissa took control of the situation, told Peyton to leave the bathroom and go outside while she comforted Morgan. Now, while comforting her, apparently she consoled her by petting her like a cat. And after a few more moments, Morgan and Anissa emerged from the bathroom and it was this, as if nothing had ever happened. Did Peyton run home? No, Peyton was outside waiting for him. It was as if Peyton's like two best friends in the world and Morgan, best friends for years, just never assaulted her, never attempted to assault her. Oh, I can't believe she waited. I would have been like, Peace. I'm pretty sure I would have done that too, but like it's, it's a tough situation. Like, and it's really hard to understand like the psychology of a kind, why Peyton stuck around like beside her friends well she obviously didn't feel super unsafe then or maybe she was just like in shock didn't know what to do oh okay i don't know maybe it was like they just are the, young it could just be like the sheer trust in her friends mm -hmm. maybe um one theory is maybe she thought it was a little bit more of like imaginative imaginative play that she's used to that just went a little bit too oh, far okay because they they do act out scenes and have right. quite an yeah, active imagination okay. so she, maybe she just thought it went a little bit too far or something Huh. And like I said, maybe it was shock. I think that's kind of my my theory. She just confusion. was like. Confusion. Yeah, confusion and shock. Like that didn't just happen. Like, no, like it was an act. Like there's no way. Like, okay, so like the plan was literally that they were going to basically stab and kill her probably. But then Morgan for some reason got a conscience. Maybe. Okay. I hope that, okay. You just keep giving me the side eye and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm just, like, I'm just waiting I... to hear what you have to say. Oh no. What you're thinking. Well, I'm not going there for some reason. Okay. Well, I can't answer these questions yet. We okay. will answer them. But honestly, this whole situation that's happening right now makes no sense for the title of this. Well, I, it will. Okay. It will. Because that's why I'm just like, it's, that's why I'm like mostly confused, I think. Because it just doesn't, okay. Well, we're going to be going through the story of what happened. And then into why it happened the way it did. So that's kind of how we're okay. doing this, okay? Okay. So stick around if you want to hear why and how and all that sort of stuff. Just stick around. <laughs> that wow. Car Do you ever watch that show? I think it was a Canadian cartoon show, Sticking Around. I don't think so, no. They say that at the end of the... Just stick around? Yeah, at the end of like, not the show, but like the, the intermissions. Like, we'll be back. Just stick around. Oh. And it just like flashes Whoa, memory yeah, in my head. Oh, yeah, you just got Holy a little shit. flashback. That's funny. Okay. So anyways, that aside, um, where am I? <laughs> I was looking away from my notes for so long. They okay. just came out of the bathroom. Yep. Yep. Um, so we're not too sure why Peyton decided to stick around, but she did. She okay. waited outside the bathroom and she regrouped with her, <laughs> regrouped with her friends when they came out. And from there, they simply decided that they were going to go play hide and seek. 
Oh, my word. Yeah. So they decided, you know, far boundary of the park was a great spot to do that. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I do actually feel like this shows Peyton's character a lot, though. Definitely. You know? Yeah. She's definitely got uh, that stick by her her friends type attitude. Totally. So together they headed down to the end of Big Bend Road, where the asphalt turns to gravel and at the dead end of the road by the woods. They decided that's where they're going to play. Now, remind you, these are like suburban type woods as well. They're like, quote unquote, woods, quote unquote, forest sort of thing. Okay. So it's like sparse trees with some shrubs and that sort of thing scattered about. And not really like heavily trees with entangled bush and like high willows or that. Like not what we're used to. Like think Okay, like, like when I think about the forest, yeah. it's not, it would be different. It's okay. more like when you think about the movies and you see people like running through the bush Mm -hmm. because it's like fairly open like that sort of stuff we can't just run through the bush no we have to like (laughs) stumble for 10 minutes to get 10 feet through ours because it's so fucking thick um so yeah it's hard for them to make the it's hard for us to make a way from point a to point b but it's a little bit easier for them um now once they got there they played the game of hide and seek it began and though it wasn't much of a game it didn't last long Uh, morgan counted first and anissa and bella hid um and Anissa actually tried to tackle Peyton, but couldn't hold her down. Oh my goodness, this is an ending. It's not ending. Okay, Peyton needs to go home. She do. She do. She uh... really do. But it was at this moment that Morgan took out the knife out of its hiding spot and passed it to Anissa. But Anissa quickly refused it and handed it back, saying that she was too squeamish. All the while, Peyton was none the wiser of what was happening as she was crouched down on the ground admiring some flowers, not paying attention to what was transpiring behind her. Oh, this poor girl. So, during the conversation between Morgan and Nyssa, Morgan said, I'm not going to until you tell me to, then began to walk away, clearly frustrated. But after she had gone only about five feet, Anissa stopped her in her tracks when she shouted, Kitty, now, go ballistic, go crazy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Frozen in her steps, Morgan's unforgiving voice replied with words that are nothing short of a fucking horror film. She said, don't be afraid. I'm only a little kitty cat. Oh. And in that moment, Morgan turned and rushed towards Peyton. With her knife? Pushed her onto the ground. With the knife still in her hand, she brought it up and began thrusting it on top of her best friend repeatedly. Into her chest, abdomen, arms, and legs for a total of 19 times. The knife punctured her stomach, her liver, her pancreas, and barely missing a major artery near her heart. Okay, so she didn't die? Well, not yet. Holy heck, this is just wild. Yeah. I feel like this, what's her name, Anisha? Anisha? Is like a terrible influence. I'm not a fan of her. I feel like she has to be a terrible influence to Morgan. Because Morgan and Peyton were friends. And this person now is coming in and doing this. We'll get into that later, too. Okay, dang. I'm wrong, aren't I? Coffee sip. Coffee break. Okay. So in pain and in shock, Peyton was screaming. Mm. She screamed, I hate you. I trusted you. And in fact... I trusted you was the last word she ever (gasps) said to Peyton. She tried to get up and walk away, get away, but she couldn't. Wait, I'm confused. Who said that to Peyton? Morgan said that to Peyton? Sorry, Peyton said that to Morgan. So Peyton said, I hate you. I trusted you. Okay. okay. Did I get the names mixed up? I I don't know. I think so, but I'm just clarifying. Okay. Okay, So Peyton, while being attacked, screamed that to her attacker, Morgan. I hate you. I trusted you. That was the last word she ever actually said to Morgan. Okay. 
She tried to get up and walk or run away, whatever she could, but she couldn't. She wobbled. And that's when Anissa took her by the arm and the two girls steered her deeper into the woods and told her to lay down. Um, and she's there. just in immense pain. Yeah, stabbed nineteen times like, profusely. I'm sure. Oh my goodness, brutal. Like I can't imagine that situation. Oh, I can't. And then being led deeper into the woods by your assailants. Yeah, people that you trusted and like yep. were your friends, and you just had an awesome slumber party. <laughs> yeah. So laying there defenseless amongst the trees with these two supposed friends, Peyton laid there waiting for what was sure to be death with each passing breath. Morgan half-heartedly tried to dress Peyton's wounds with a leaf uh, before her and Anissa said, wait here, we're going to go for help, and they fled, leaving Peyton laying bleeding on the the forest floor. However, the two girls had no intention of going to get help. Oh my gosh. Peyton, though, was not about to lie down and fade away. She began to crawl away through the forest across the grassy forest floor, and eventually she came upon a nearby paved pathway. Oh, please have there be someone help her. It was pure chance that he came upon her. If he didn't, the story may have a completely different outcome. A cyclist by the name of Greg Steinberg discovered the 12-year-old Peyton laying on the middle of the bike path covered in blood, a path that had actually been blocked off where there was not supposed to be anyone Oh. Yeah. So this rule breaker, thank you, hey? <laughs> yeah, it was a chained off pathway that he ended up going over anyways, and he came across Peyton on thank the path. Thank goodness. He immediately called 911 and began to comfort Peyton as he was able to confidently tell 911 dispatch, yes, she's breathing. He stayed on the call with 911 until they arrived on the scene and they were able to make, or they were able to take the ter- terrified girl to the nearby hospital only four miles away. But during the time that Peyton laid there on the path, she was also able to tell who was responsible for her condition. Okay, well, it's 19 stab wounds. It's amazing that didn't kill her. Oh, yeah. She is very, very lucky. Yeah, that she was even still breathing after all that. Yeah. So Peyton was rushed to the hospital, put into immediate immediate surgery for her wounds. And it was about five hours later and a few miles away, police ran into the suspects of the incidents. Incident. Dun, dun, dun. They were resting in a grassy patch along the interstate of 94. Uh, police approached them carefully, aware that these may be the girls they were looking for, but their age caught the officers off guard. How could two young girls this young be suspect of a stabbing? Um, one of them noticed on Morgan's clothes, of course, blood. So he asked if she was injured. She said no. And he said, where did the blood come from? And Morgan said, I was forced to stab my best friend. (sighs) Okay. Why was she forced? Do tell. We're not going to tell quite yet on why why yet. We're still getting into it. You're going to be finding out why, who, how, everything. Yeah, because right now, like, this is just not making a lot of sense, you know? It 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 makes sense. Well, oh, I know it will, it but it's like right her. now I'm just like, come on, like what the yep. heck's going on here? I need more details. Well, like I said, you're, we're going, we're playing it out first. <laughs> the why and all that's coming up. So after their arrest, over the course of nearly nine combined hours of interview, they claimed they were compelled to kill their best friend by a monster they encountered online. Oh wow. Okay, I never... Okay, sorry. I (laughs) never went there. I didn't go there at all. Really? No. Holy... So what's going through your head right now? That they were probably just like in some weird chat room or something and some nasty mofo murderer dude is like taking advantage of these young girls. Uh, No, but I mean, in a sense, you're not far off. In a sense... So it wasn't even them. Okay, here I was blaming that one new girl, and I was like, I don't like her. But <laughs> okay, I might eat those words. <laughs> uh, no, you're not going to eat those words. She was definitely involved in this. So okay. Uh, so when the police actually discovered the girls, they were in fact uh, making their way to said monster. They were heading to Wisconsin's Nicolet National Forest on foot, which is almost 200 miles away. Morgan oh. and Anissa for whatever reason, thought he'd lived there in a mansion. 
<sighs> so they had packed granola bars, water bottles, and photos of their families to remember them by. Oh, so they're like piecing out of town to go meet up with this dude. Uh, yeah, because though they were both very young, they had been chosen for a dark and unique destiny that none of their classmates could possibly understand, according to them. Huh. Oh, wow. They were convinced that once in the forest where this being lived, if they pushed far enough into the 700,000 acre forest, they would find the mansion where he lived and he would welcome them in. The monster in question is, of course, none other than the dreaded Slender Man. And surely he does not live in a mansion. Or surely he does not live at all. He, I mean, he's he's an urban legend. Oh, okay. A proven false urban legend. Like, we, mm -hmm. we have his history, which we're going to go through right now. Sweet. So it was on June 10th of 2009 on a comedy website called Something Awful, a user by the name of Victor Serge, whose real name is Eric Knudsen, um, posted a pair of doctored images depicting a tall, dark figure uh, standing behind unaware children and explains they were supposedly found in a library of a small town. Uh, now, through discussions and more photographs that were like, what? Is your mic kind of far from your face? I don't know. Are my levels good? No, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's just like, seemed like you're inching away. So I was just like making sure. No, I'm good. Uh, so through discussions, uh, more Photoshopped images, uh, the forum solidified that the features of the creature known as Slender Man uh, was faceless. And that was nearly constant through all these discussions. He typically wore a black suit and sometimes had tentacles growing out of his back. He would abduct children and death commonly involving mutilation would be sure to follow. Oh boy. The character seemed to take an instant grab the attention of the internet and propelled him into the dark corners of lore and legend. His tall faceless, faceless being was something that unanimously creeped anyone out who came across his story, only feeding into the hold, his hold that he had on their minds. Okay. So, and that's where what you don't know about him really creeps people out. Because he has completely blank face, just nothing on his face. This tall, slender, like by tall, I mean like 10, 12, 14 feet tall. Oh my goodness. Okay. I was thinking like seven feet, six feet. <laughs> no, like like tall. Huh. And of course, like his height varies depending on a lot of people. So, mm -hmm. I mean, he could be tall. It could be a little bit shorter, but very skinny, very slender uh, being in a just black suit. Yeah, that would do it. Yeah. So eventually a web series called Marble Hornets was released. Um, it's a low budget collection of films posted to YouTube, which I have not watched yet, but I want to watch. It's been something on my list for a long time. Uh, they were shot with a cheap home video camera and soon becomes evident that Slender Man was stalking the filmmaker. Following more and more growth of short films and doctored images, the video game called Slender, later named as Slender the Eight Pages, was released, propelling the legend even further, and finally even a Hollywood movie being released in 2018 titled Slender Man. Oh, seriously? I haven't even heard of that. No? No. Have you watched that? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. I was, I was waiting for it to come out. I'm like, ooh, I want to see this. And then I heard mixed reviews, and I was kind of like... Is it like a horror movie? Yeah, it's horror. Okay. And then it's kind of like, I don't know if I want to watch it. And then I just never did watch it. So I will watch it eventually. Yeah, you need to watch it. Definitely. So today, Slenderman is an urban legend of myth, proven myth, because we know exactly where he came from and who created him. Right. Um, but many people claim to have encountered him in and have photograph proof of him. Uh, but one thing is for sure, if you find yourself in the forested area park, you might want to be wary of who is following you because it could be Slender Man. Great. Because we don't have enough to be wary about. <laughs> right? Especially when walking <laughs> through parks alone oh at gosh. night. Oh, my gosh. Trees and forested areas. Fuck yep. that. Um, now, if you do want to summon the creature known as Slender Man for whatever reason, there is a ritual that you can do to summon him. So, step one. Um, it works better at night. So you go out at of night. Of course it does. Of course. Of course. Always. Um, step two, you go into the woods and you carve a circle into a tree and put an X through it. Uh, you press, press your face gently against the tree and close your eyes. Step three, chant, Slender Man, Slender Man, all the children try to run. And then you repeat, keep chanting that. And four, turn around. 
Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> That's actually a pretty easy one to do, though. It is. Huh. But I'm pretty sure you're not going to find yourself a Slender Man. Yeah. So if you ever see like a circle with a, what is it, a cross? Yeah, it's a circle with an X an through X it. An X through it. Yeah. Then you know someone is. That's interesting, actually. I want to go do some of those around town. You want to do it? Just carve <laughs> them in ritual, public Not the ritual, just like carve it. Oh, I'm sure like, there's, the heck? there's kids out there probably done yeah, it. Yeah, I'm but sure. By now, Slender Man is definitely not at his, his peak popularity. Okay. I would say he probably was at his peak popularity. Oh, man. Probably around when the video game came out, which I think was like 2015, 14, something okay. like that, which is right around when this story is taking place. So. Right. Um, Anissa had actually admitted to introducing Morgan to Slenderman on the website Creepypasta, uh, which, you know, Creepypasta? No. But it's like a website for creepy stories and forum discussions and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Okay. Um, and she introduced her to this around October of 2013 when they first met. Right. At the time, all girls were in their first year at middle school. Anissa and Morgan were, like I said, socially isolated, but Bella was more of an open social butterfly. So it gave a connection for Morgan and Anissa to kind of build their relationship through this newfound slender man. Um, oop, I repeated something here. Okay. So when Morgan was shown slender man from Anissa, she immediately thought that she uncovered quote unquote, it's true identity through her life. She had been plagued by a figure that would follow her and watch her. She would even see it standing behind her in mirrors at times. Now, this figure she's sworn to have seen in person had a name because of Anissa. She knows its name. Oh, she okay. knows its agenda. And it was clearly going to kill her. Oh, boy. So the, so Morgan had basically seen this figure earlier on. Yes. She had seen something and she is now identifying it as Slender Man. Hmm. Which is terrifying. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, worried that Slender Man is now after her and would return, um, this time with the tentacles, which is often depicted out of Slender Man's back. And that's oh, generally gosh. how he attacks you. Oh, gross. Um, she confronted Anissa. And according to court documents, Morgan told Anissa she recognized Slender, Slender Man, sorry, um, and all the things she had seen like in her life. She'd seen this personally. She'd hmm. seen it throughout her throughout growing up and Anissa believed her and Anissa told Morgan that she knew Slenderman personally as well. Oh, wow. So together the two decided that they could stop him from killing her and her family. Okay. They just needed to make a sacrifice of someone. Oh, okay. Someone Morgan loved. Someone like Peyton. Wow. So she was doing this to protect herself and her family. Yes. Because she believed Slenderman was after her. I guess is not a terrible motive. <laughs> not a terrible motive. You're right. It's not, but it, it doesn't make it okay. No. Oh, gosh, no. Not at all. Okay, I'm going to have a quick sip of coffee. Interesting. Talk for a moment. Oh. Well, no, you're leaving mess at this cliffhanger. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> um, okay, but what I did have a question for you. What the heck was it now? Oh, gosh, it left me. It will come back. Okay. So over the next few months of meeting Anissa, her and Morgan's friendship grew over their bond of isolation and obsession with the monster, like I said. I remember the question. Okay, go ahead. Did, I wonder if Peyton, or maybe I'm, this is skipping ahead, I have no idea, but did Peyton have any idea that Morgan was seeing these like weird visuals? I wonder. No. Not okay. as far as I know. No. Okay. Okay. That was my question. Uh, so they began to de develop fantasies of living with slender man oh that the, would just be awful yeah and the two planned that in killing someone in making the sacrifice they would actually become his proxies they would become kind of like his his left hand man kind mm -hmm. of thing or not necessarily man you know what i mean but, yeah um eventually they agreed that that person would be peyton that they would they would kill and they would stab her on may 30th at Morgan's 12th birthday party. That was the plan. Huh. By this time, the planning had been going on since December, making it six oh months gosh. of premeditation. 
That's like a really long time. And during this time, they use code words so no one would know what they were up to. Oh, gosh. Terms like cracker was used for both knife and killing and camping trip was used to describe their escape plan. So when the day finally arrived, however, plans changed from killing Morgan or sorry, from killing Peyton at Morgan's birthday party um, by this was the original plan by taping her mouth shut, then cutting her neck with a knife oh, gosh. while she slept and then leaving her under the blankets to make it look like she was still sleeping while they run from there. They oh. apparently read online that it's easier to kill someone while they're asleep. So it was a perfect opportunity. Did they attempt that? Uh, no, they never did attempt it. Okay. Plans changed from that to going out to the park where they would do it the next day instead. And well, we know how it played out from there. Yeah. So they, they did intend to just leave or they were intending to leave Peyton there and hoping that she just died from her wounds, basically. Yes. Okay. So in the time since their arrest, um, Morgan has been examined by multiple psychiatrists and psychologists who concluded that she was clearly mentally ill and most likely schizophrenic, an extremely rare diagnosis for a 12-year-old. And there was no evidence of any malingering, which is a term psychologists use for, quote-unquote, faking it. So her disorder is what had her seeing things at a very young age. Okay, that's what I was thinking was happening. Even as a young child, uh, her parents reported Morgan having issues with ghosts pulling in her hair and biting oh, her. Oh, so this stuff. had been going on a while. This has been going on for quite some time. And now being introduced to Slender Man, Morgan had something Yikes. to say that this is what's causing it and a reason for her being so terrified and going so far to try and stop it. Oh, geez. So did her parents, had her parents had previously tried to get her help, I wonder? Uh, no, they kind of brushed it off mostly. It didn't seem like it was anything other than her extremely active imagination okay. to That's, say. Yeah. So, and I mean, she did well in school still. So like she had mm -hmm. above average IQ, good grades, that sort of stuff. And so, if, yeah, if it, was, was, if it had been affecting her school, they definitely probably would have taken more action. I'm sure. Yeah. And there was, like I said, there was nothing more to show that it was something as far as mental health rather than just an over, an overactive imagination yeah. for a young kid. Okay. So, so Morgan and Anissa did not yet know that Bella actually against all odds had survived the attack. Her surgery was successful, and she was expected to make a full recovery with her family by her side. Wow. Though Dr. John Kelman, I think is how you say his name, um, has a quote here that says, if the knife had gone any farther, sorry, this, I added any farther. So I, here's his actual quote. If the knife had gone the width of a human hair further, she would not have lived. Holy heck. That's how close it was to piercing the artery by her heart. Oh my gosh, that's like amazing luck then, hey? Yes. So I do want to say that Peyton, for crawling out of the bush, <sighs> the bush. At 12? At 12 years old, with 19 stab wounds, surviving this whole ordeal. And we talk a little bit more about Peyton at the very end. Uh, she is 100% totally. the badass of the day. Well, even the fact of that she was first attacked in the bathroom and then didn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> like just waited for her friends. Like just shows that she's incredible. Mm -hmm. So I would have been gone. For sure. <laughs> so there are some more testimonies um, for Morgan's uh, mental health uh, other than what we've already talked about. Um, Morgan's teacher, Mrs. Wiedenbaum, I think is how you say the name, was concerned enough to talk to Morgan's mother about her behavior in January, um, as Morgan actually was even briefly suspended uh, for bringing a hammer to school as well. Oh, okay. Um, her eccentricities, I guess is the best way to say it, just kind of were played off as being just, just that. Just, she's eccentric, the act mm -hmm. of imagination. So there's not a whole lot that one can really say would have predicted what happened during questioning. However, Morgan did recall and describe the incident as quote unquote, stabby, stab, stab, stab. I didn't feel like anything while she was making vague, loose stabbing gestures Jeez, with her left this hand. Is her best friend. She said it was like air. And she also went on to tell police 
it was weird that I didn't feel any remorse. Very weird. Yep. That yeah. Would be something that's if very you're weird. stabbing your best friend and you feel nothing but air or something and wrong, no remorse, and and describe it as stabby, stab, stab, stab. <laughs> that is fucked up. Oh, just a little. Uh, so yeah. Um, immediately following the incident, the two girls were tried as adults as they were found mentally wow. competent of their actions. Even Morgan. They spent four months in juvenile detention center awaiting the trial. Okay. August 1st, a judge declared Morgan incompetent to stand trial after two doctors testified of her mental state. Yeah. Um, but the other girl had nothing wrong with her then, hey? Or no mental issues or anything that came up? Uh, no, not really, no. Which is interesting. Yeah. So. so she should have been saying something, that's for sure. So Morgan worked out a plea agreement with the prosecutors in which she would avoid trial and pleaded guilty to attempted first-degree murder of intentional homicide, but that her mental illness was the cause. Mm -hmm. So she is currently serving a maximum of 40-year sentence at a mental health facility. Oh, wow. Actually, that's a long time. Where Anissa pleaded guilty to being a party to attempt second-degree intentional homicide and was to serve up to 25 years in a mental health facility. But technically, she also was the one that was, like, told Morgan to do it. So I don't know. She was, but she didn't technically do it, though, either, which is why I think the sentence is a little uh, bit less. Okay, yeah. So she didn't swing the knife. True. She was involved, but she didn't stab anyone. True. Yeah. So those are the sentencing. However, you ready for this? I don't know. Am I? In March of 2021, Anissa had put in a request from the or to the court to release her from her institution. Which is not very many years after the incident. At the hearing, Judge Michael o O'Burn, I think is how you say the name. Um, request or accepted Anissa's request. Eek. Agreeing to the recommendations from three doctors who evaluated her and said that she did not pose a threat to her or her or to herself or others, she was released as oh. of September 13th, 2021, which is only four weeks ago as of releasing this yes. episode. Holy, so Anissa, and how old would she be? I think 19 right now. What? Yeah. So Anissa Weir has been released and is now a free individual and Morgan is still in her facility. And an she was unnamed facility. supposed to be getting like 25 years? Up to. She wasn't supposed to be getting, but she was supposed to be getting up to. Holy heck. <laughs> you good? Well, I'm just like, that's quite an incident. And that's really, she's still quite young and okay. Hopefully that's okay. Because honestly, that age though, 19 is still susceptible to like being manipulated kind of, right? Oh yeah, and for sure. So I feel like, I hope that, that this doesn't, I don't know. I just think she could easily be manipulated again to doing something bad. Because that's really not very much time to work on yourself really when you did such a bad incident. Yeah. Uh, though I don't think she was manipulated to do this. Just to clarify that because you said that she could be manipulated to do something again. She wasn't well, she tagged along though, and she didn't. She didn't say anything was wrong when it, what they were doing was clearly very wrong. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But I just want to let make it clear that Anissa and Morgan didn't manipulate each other; they built off each other. Well, yeah. So one did not make the other do anything. Okay, so what I guess I'm trying to say, she finds a partner that's into really bad shit. Say right? Yeah. And just goes along with that. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I just think that's not enough time. But Well, a lot of people agree with you. A lot of people agree with you. So um, so we're going to uh, move on to a bit of Peyton here. Okay. Um, I would like to hear more at. about her. So Peyton has made a full recovery since her attack, uh, though she said she is still wary of making new friends and has trouble oh, sleeping. Oh, man. I could imagine. <laughs> right? Uh, and she had trouble sleeping alone for the longest time. Uh, so at 19, she was expected to be in university. Inspired by what happened to her at the age of 12, uh, she wants to pursue a career a career in the medical field. Nice. 
Peyton has also made it clear that she never wants to see her attackers ever again, but she has actually thanked Morgan saying, and this is a quote from her, just because of what she did, I have the life I have now. I really like it. And I have a plan. I didn't have a plan when I was 12 and now I do because of everything that I went through. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, like she's something. amazing, hey? Definite. And now she's probably going to be a doctor or something. Yeah, definite badass, badass of the day. Totally. But I also wonder how this is affecting her with that one person being released now. Yeah, I that imagine not too great. good. Yeah. Uh, the last statements she gave were actually in 2020. So Yeah. Uh, though I believe there are some statements out there from her family on Anissa being released, but I didn't want to get too much onto that. Mm -hmm. If you want to look it up, feel free. Totally. Uh, so continue to continue her absolute badassery. Uh, she went on to say, I've come to accept all my scars that I have. It's just a part of me. I don't think much of them. They will probably go away and fade eventually. Oh yeah. I didn't even think of that. She probably has some gnarly scars going on. eh? Most likely. Wow, but that would just like really I I mean, you'd have to do some work and stuff, but imagine like looking at yourself or whatever and seeing all those and like that you survived, like just wow, I'm freaking amazing. I <laughs> feel like eventually you'd have to get to that point because that's incredible. And I think Peyton is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So good on you, Peyton, for being absolutely amazing. And holy shit, that was one hell of a story to research. That's wild. I, I've heard of this story a few times before researching, but getting into some of the psychology of it, I had no idea of the schizophrenic mm -hmm. um, tendencies of Morgan, nothing like that. So I wonder how she's how she's doing, though, actually, you know? It'd be interesting to just see how she's doing. I would imagine now that she's diagnosed um, medication, medication and yeah. having a psychiatrist with her working on it she's probably doing a lot better oh i could imagine i just curious how if the remorse has come back you know or not back but if she now feels the remorse knowing what she did in that state sort of thing i i would probably guess she does feel remorse for it yeah because i mean her intentions were to do good yeah and there was one thing well, actually a couple things that i i wanted to talk about here that i didn't have in the notes um i guess morgan when doing the stabbing was whispering into Peyton's ear, I'm so sorry, while she was doing it as well. Oh, okay. So she clearly did not want to do it. She was clearly doing it to preserve herself and her family. Yeah. So had that good intention, that and, good motive. And but, outside um, of her family, she didn't really have any friends or loved ones, Yeah. right? So, so it had to almost be Peyton. So now that she knows that there was nothing there for her to no reasons for that to happen i'm sure she's feeling remorse for what she did to her best friend yeah um and then one other thing i wanted to touch on actually after the incident before peyton returned to school um classmates and everyone had heard of this incident clearly um and knowing peyton as she was a social butterfly and she'd have whiskers painted on her face or back of her hand lots because mm -hmm. she loved cats right um, the school was going to, on the day she returned, everyone was going to paint whiskers <gasps> on their face for her. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Which totally good intentions. However, the teachers quickly shut that down. Rightfully so. After Morgan was saying, don't be afraid. I'm just a little kitty cat. Oh, okay. So that could have honestly actually terrified her. Yeah. So yeah. the intentions were totally good. Totally great idea. However, yes, the kids do not know what Morgan said and oh, the okay. implementing implementation that could have on a, a recovering individual yeah. from that. Okay. I, f I see the intention and I, I forgot about what she said because that would have been adorable. But yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. So, no. So that is the case of Peyton and the Slenderman stabbings. Wild. That's wild. So we're going to get into some creepy ass fucking weird cases like this. For the rest of October, and of course, Halloween week, hitting up seven days. Oh my days. goodness, that's going to be so fun. Make sure you look us up on Patreon for Wicked and Grim. Of course, our Instagram, Instagram? Wicked and Grim, and Facebook is... I don't know. Wicked and Grim. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, is it something different? Because you you looked at me like you almost didn't know, and I was like supposed to remember. Well, I was just, I was trying to include you. It's all Wicked and Grim. It's Wicked and we're Grim. We're easy to find. Easy peasy. And we're caught up on messages now, too, so that's, yes. that's good. That's incredible. So we look forward to talking to you guys for the rest of October. And of course, all of Halloween. 
Until next episode. I think you got to do it with your voice. The voice you started oh, with. Which you ready? voice? Okay. I, I got to remember what voice it was. It was like was. a spooky, like. Stay wicked. Was that it? Pretty close, I think. Okay. Not bad. 10 out of 10. Thank 9 you. out of 10. Ouch. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.